Welcome to the Calvary Couples Podcast. This is Pastor Josh, and we are going to dive into just kind of a, a short episode here on the subject of anxiety. It's a topic that we looked into a little bit in our passage in Philippians chapter 4. And that would be good to just take a little bit of time and review some scripture that are good for meditation and reflection uh, when we find ourselves um, in kind of an anxious state. Now, I want to be clear that this is um, what I'm what I'm going to be discussing in this particular episode is more concerning uh, just like generalized anxiety over situations that arise, things that can happen out of the blue. Uh, you know, you get a unexpected bill in the mail or you get some unexpected news or just different things come up or we're looking forward to, you know, situations in the future that just cause some generalized anxiety and uh, it can cause us to worry and then it can cause our mind to begin to spiral. But I just want to differentiate that between uh, things like, you know, uh, clinical anxiety or clinical depression that could be uh, more uh, the body's um, physical, um, kind of how the, the body responds physically, maybe that there are some things that need to be cared for in a clinical way. This is more, uh, they, 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 they connect, they coincide. I, I never want to di- uh, distance the spiritual and the emotional and the physical from one another. You know, God created us uh, as, as a whole person, right? So each one of these dynamics affects the other two dynamics. If you're spiritually sick, it's going to affect your emotions and it's going to affect your your physical nature, if you're physically sick, it can also affect your emotional state and your uh, spiritual state as well. So these are all connected, but I just want to be clear that the scripture speaks to these things and that there's opportunity to really meditate and reflect on what the word of God is speaking. Now, I referenced Philippians 4 earlier, and we'll, we've, we've done a deeper dive into that uh, in a different episode, but uh, the, the scripture text that I want to um, bring before our attention is that uh, Paul is writing to the Philippian church, and he tells them to not be anxious about anything, um, verse 6, chapter 4, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And what he's offering the Philippians is a response, right? So sometimes it's good for us to to do certain things to help us to overcome the anxiousness that we're feeling. Oftentimes anxiety can bring us to the place where we just feel helpless and and the immediate response is to just freeze or to kind of hide, right, um, from whatever it is that seems to be causing this dilemma that we're having. But Paul expresses from a, from a spiritual standpoint to in those moments stop and begin by prayer and asking and thanksgiving. Those three things are necessary. First, the prayer is to make us mindful again that God exists in our circumstance. God is present and he is our present helper. So we remind ourselves of relationship with him by offering prayer. We take the circumstance itself where we don't know what the future holds. That's why we're anxious about it. And we offer it, the word is supplication or asking God. So we offer this situation to him, to his sovereign hands, to his sovereign control, realizing that it is him who cares, who who knows the sparrows in the trees and knows the hairs on our head and is aware of all things. So we, 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 we remind ourselves of relationship. And then in Thanksgiving, let these requests be made known unto God, not in a griping or a complaining way, but with gratitude. Uh, to all the blessed benefits that God has provided for us that gives us a a helpful and a healthy perspective of our circumstance that is causing the anxiousness, right? So gratitude in all that we have been given, whether it's breath and life and the good things that we enjoy, it puts into perspective the problem that is causing the feelings that we're having. And then verse 7 connects it to a promise. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ. So what is guarding our heart? What is guarding our mind from spiraling out of control? Well, it's the peace of God that comes from our disciplined uh, action to remind ourselves in prayer and asking and thanksgiving who God is, how big he is, 
and the reality of our circumstance that is causing the anxiousness. Now, does it, does it mean that the feelings will subside and go away? They may not, but within the feeling, within the storm, we have the presence of God available to us. So that reminds us to keep these things in a helpful perspective. Another scripture that is uh, a good for us to reflect on and meditate on in, in circumstances and times of anxiousness is 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, which tells us to cast all our care, all our anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for us. Again, this is just a mindfulness exercise to take the circumstance at hand that is causing the anxiousness um, within us and to remind ourselves that we are within relationship with God. God has not forsaken us. He has not um, walked away from us. He is with us and he is presently there through every one of our circumstances. Jesus promised this to us when he pours out the comforter or the one who is the Holy Spirit of God, the third part person of the Trinity. Another helpful scripture that um, is good for, again, to meditate on in situations of real anxiousness is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 through 33. Jesus says, Therefore, do not worry or do not be anxious, saying, What, what, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What will we wear? For these are the things that the Gentiles seek, but your heavenly Father knows that you need all things. So here's the command that Jesus offers to us. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, it's really helpful to look at that in, 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 its, in its proper context. What Jesus is offering to us, the promise that he is giving us, is if you pursue kingdom work, if you pursue gospel effort, if you pursue the righteousness of God, then those things that we often worry about, well, Lord, if I follow you, if I obey in this area, what am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? How am I going to make ends meet? How are my children going to have what they need? The Lord says, if you pursue the kingdom first, God does not leave his children lacking with what they need, that by seeking the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, by doing good works, God is not going to punish us for seeking after righteousness. You might say, well, I could take advantage of this individual and meet my needs and meet the needs of those that I care about. But Jesus says, no, no, no. That's not what the child of God does. The child of God removes this anxious feeling and says, I'm going to pursue righteousness first. I'm going to do for the good and the blessed benefit of others to advance the kingdom of God, to advance the gospel, to advance the testimony of Christ. If that costs me a little bit in the short term, so be it. But I know that my heavenly father will provide all of my needs. So the anxiousness here is anxiousness that has caused that, God, if I follow you, what if I, go, what if I will be lacking? And Jesus puts all that to rest and says, no, no, no. My promise to you is if you seek my kingdom first. If you seek my promises first, then you will not lack for anything that you need because that's what the unbeliever does, but that's not what the child of God does. So the final thing that we'll look at here is in Romans chapter 8, and I imagine um, if you are familiar with the scriptures, you've heard this uh, spoken many times, but Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 says, and we know, it's a very important part of the verse, and we know, how do we know these things? Because we have read them in the word of God as the testimony of truth, because we have experienced them personally in our own lives, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purposes, right? Well, you might say, well, Pastor Josh, I know some things in my life that don't seem like they've worked out very well, and certainly that's the case. So sometimes those cause feelings of anxiety, but the reality for the believer is in this life or the life to come, we know that we are victorious in every circumstance, in every situation. I've been asked um, or kind of reminded of this question by folks in the past that when you're, when you're dealing with these uh, questions of anxiousness and anxiety to ask the question, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> 
And, and as you walk yourself through this mindfulness exercise of what is the worst thing that can happen, oftentimes as you speak those things and you really think through what is the worst thing that can happen, it doesn't necessarily seem so, so terrible. But for the child of God, regardless of what the worst consequence could be for something that causes anxiety, the ultimate outcome is the paradigm that Paul gives us that if I live, I live for Christ, but if I die, that's gain for me also. So for the Christian, for the believer who's put their faith in Christ, the worst outcome is to succumb to death, which is our triumphant entry into the kingdom of heaven. Now, when you put it that way, it makes everything seem a little bit easier to deal with. Uh, it makes every circumstance, every situation, every anxious thought, uh, every terrible, uh, you know, every, every terror that comes our way within that context to say, you know what? I think that I'll be okay. And it's not me just tricking myself uh, into, into believing something that isn't true. It is me reminding myself of the faithfulness of God. So all of these scripture texts that we've been going through, when you're just kind of dealing with generalized anxiety, is to remind ourselves of the presence of God, that he's there, of the protection of God, that he is in control of all things. And then in our ultimate triumphant victory, as we enter into the presence of God permanently, and all these anxiety-inducing uh, things that come our way will be gone. They will be dissipated because we will be forever with the one who died for us, who loves us, and who cares for us. So I hope this has been somewhat helpful and given us um, some tools. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, Matthew chapter 6, 31 and 33, and Romans eight twenty-eight to help us to renew our minds as we fixate ourselves and meditate on the Word of God and put all of these things back into a healthy perspective when we're dealing with these generalized thoughts of anxiety. I hope this short episode has been helpful. Um, hopefully it has encouraged you, and I hope maybe you could pass it along to somebody else that you know might be helped uh, by the truths that we've studied today. So thank you for joining us here on the Calvary's Couple podcast, and I look forward to studying with you next time.